0: Well, hello, 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 and welcome back to Gateway to Anime. How are you all? What's going on? This is the podcast where we try and throw open the gate to make sure no one is gate kept for anime. We try and share our love and passion. For the medium with all of you, whether you're old, new or a returning fan, this is the show where we try and make sure that you're getting into what is new, what is old and what is happening in the world of anime. Ever wanted to get into anime but didn't know where to start? This is the podcast for
1: you. Charlie, how you going? I'm good. You know, I realized recently. What's that? You never introduce yourself. You um, never say what your name is. Go ahead. I, I I actually realized this the other day. I was like, I don't think Sam has ever said, "I'm Sam." That's true. I, I am and Sam. Fed this that's... huge mystery for everyone this entire time. <laughs> They're like, who the hell is this guy? We know Charlie. We know Gerald. <laughs> <We're like laughs> this is man yelling at us all the time. <laughs> no, indeed. I am
0: Sam. I am one of your co-hosts, and this is of course Charlie, my sister. Hello. And this is our very good friend and returning guest, one of our absolute. Favorites and very good friend of both, Charlie and I. This is Mr. Gerald Lillywhite. Gerald, how are you, friend?
2: Hi, very good. Thanks for thanks for having me back. So, Gerald, also quickly, what do you do for a living? Tell, tell people a little bit about yourself. I think it's a good thing to do. Sure. I I got a funny one. I work in the arts as well. One of us. Um, I did an English degree, nailed it. And um, <laughs> on the back of that, started working in the Australian film industry and, and worked for some many years uh, in development which is everything that happens before films go into production so finding talent and a lot of screenplay development and over the last couple of years have kind of transitioned into freelance writing as well so yeah that's, that's a little bit about me. A
1: little bit about Jerry. Also he really brushed over his um, career as a university playwright. Which I had the pleasure of starring in a couple of those yeah. shows back in the day. Uh, that's, uh, that's, so that's how we that's, and I met. It's yep. a bit of our, you know, folk folklore. Folklore. <laughs> I. Reality that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Truth lore. <laughs> literal facts. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> a no, long general. time
2: ago now, though, because we're old. Oh, we're so old. We're getting old. But you we're know what old. we still
1: love? Cartoons. Cartoons <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> yeah. in Japan specifically. <laughs> and we're here to talk about that.
0: We sure, we sure are. So today. We're going to retread over a topic we've mentioned in our fifth ever episode. We've realized we've gotten a bit better at this. And also, this is a topic that just needs approaching because this combines two of Gerald and my greatest loves. And that is, of course, sports and anime. Yes, that's right. We are doing episode sports 2.0 because the first time wasn't anywhere near enough. So, sport and anime. An absolute match made in heaven. You cannot really come across two things that actually go as well together as sports and anime does. So, Gerald, just a little bit, how much do you love sports anime?
2: You know how uh, in this day and age your YouTube kind <laughs> of op- like front page is such a reflection of who you are oh as yes. a person? Oh, yes. Mine is like extremely eclectic <laughs> because there's anime, there's music, there's sport, there's everything. And um, to me... Sports anime combines two of these very eclectic loves that I have because they're essentially the same thing. They're both narrative.
0: Yes, 100%, 100%. Now, Charlie, you're obviously, as you mentioned in the first podcast we did back
2: all the way back in
0: 2020, the middle of COVID. You're the black sheep of the family in respect
1: to not being a sport fan. And in heaps of other ways as well. So many other ways. But we're not going. I wasn't told
2: this before (laughs) now. This shock is real. Charlie, how did this happen?
1: (laughs) I, okay, sport.
2: We're going to revoke your Australia card. you (laughs) might be too keen to do that. (laughs) See
1: ya. No, I grew up in a household full of AFL fans, diehard AFL fans. And I don't hate sport. I really don't. And also the reason, like, I just, I can appreciate people's talent I just don't have much interest in like following along. And I really respect because I do think then the older I've gotten, I used to just be a big blanket, like ugh, sport, like ugh, sports lame. ball. Cause I hate playing it, but watching it is a different thing entirely. And I think that the more I kind of think about it and the, I, I think it makes as you said, anime and sport go together so well. And a lot of my friends who are such diehard fans, it's like there's their own narratives and it's like storyline, as you said, narrative, everything. It's like, it's like a soap opera. In itself, you get attached to the players. There's so much to lose. So I can see the excitement behind it. I just can't be bothered getting invested in that. I'm just too much of a fangirl for too many other things. <laughs> if I add sport, it's just like, I don't want to, I don't want to open those gates, you know,
2: hit your that's fair enough. That's fair. It's
1: just like, I've already got on my YouTube channel, like front page. It's just, you know, musical theater songs and anime. I can't fit yeah. I can't <laughs> fit ah! any sport videos. It's five
2: reactions. There's nothing more that can <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who hit the Jean Valjean yeah. note, the best on yeah. 24601. <laughs> uh, so
2: that's a deep cut. I, Man tries to respond. Site, original 151 Pokemon
1: <laughs> and
2: click. Absolutely. One, sir. <laughs> Me.
1: I, yeah, I do like a lot. There are some sport anime and I'm not quite as into it as you guys are, no. but there's so many things like my favorite things about anime include tournament arcs. Mm. Hello. That's sport. Where did tournaments start? Sports. Gladiators. <laughs> Gladiator movie. Is it a sport? Sorry, <laughs> I can't. I'm gonna bring You're everything back a
2: very to long bow. Sam, here's a question for you. In your sporting career, did you ever make regionals? Did you go to regionals?
0: Didn't make. Well, I don't know. Australia's weird like this. <laughs> we, no, I mean we won the cricket. My dad coached a cricket team to a to a, I guess a regional championship. I suppose. Yeah, we'll
1: take
2: it. Take we'll it.
0: take it. We'll take it. Good times. Good times.
2: His regionals just like. State finals, it's the level one tournament before you get to state. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. So really sorry, a, this podcast has to clear regionals yeah. before we can. <laughs> uh, Haven't you watched Glee? I'm
1: what? still at the point where I need to get enough people to join the team so the club can stay alive.
2: That's how far <laughs> okay. that I am in my <laughs> sport anime. You're arc. the, you're the you community know? film about the uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right.
0: Yep. Right. So, quickly, I mentioned this in the first episode, but I didn't really uh actually get in in depth, but- You I, did not I thought you- Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I went into depth a lot of things, but this, <laughs> I mentioned that the word to describe sport anime is Spokon, right? Now, thanks to a gentleman or, or woman on Mal by the name of Light Sparker, they're going to give us a little example of what spoke on actually means because it's not just as simple as sport. Is so this an
1: academic source?
0: They're coming. They're coming. <laughs> don't worry. If you think the philosophy sports site wasn't hit up again- For this podcast, (laughs) you are sorely mistaken and foolish. And shame on all of you for thinking it wasn't happening. But before I get philosophical, let's get Spokon-able. Spokon comes from several acronyms. Sopotsu, which means sport. Kondo, which means spirit. And also Kon, which means obsession. Spokon anime is the original Japanese tag for what we call in English sport anime, plainly for short. When perhaps it would be more correct, sport spirit anime. That is to say the spoke on anime is not only related to sports, but also sportsmanship, competition, and ambition for victory. It's usually very easy to know when an anime is spoke on, but then I have prepared a simple and powerful definition that does not give rise to confusion. And he goes into a definition and we don't need to go into that. But sports spirit anime. Hmm. I think that's really quite important. So thank you, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Lightsparker. Very well played. Very well written out. So sports spirit anime. And all of the shows we're going to talk about heavily involve that because as we mentioned before, a lot of these shows tend to just be kind of shown in battle animes, transported into sport. And of course, they also have many high school rom-com tropes. Again, as Charlotte was mentioning before, for those of you who weren't familiar, the classic thing of, oh my gosh, my insert interest, sport club, drama club, debate club, fucking pottery club is about to be dis- Banded because we don't have enough members that is like trope 101 in any high school anime of any sort that you will ever find and probably none more so than in sport so
1: i guess and it never fails it's always outstanding way to shape a series it just it's gets
0: perfect stakes ticking time bomb <laughs> you know, underdog like story underdog <laughs> like getting people who never thought they'd enjoy the sport into that sport or interest it just works every goddamn chosen time. family chosen okay. family nakama all of the things which
1: nakama which means closer than family so i'm a real sucker for the drama school the drama club ones well, uh there's been a couple of though. good ones uh, i just <laughs> bit of <shock laughs> to his, but there's a couple of uh, in skip and loafer there's a particularly good drama club uh, there's particularly there a, no, watched that as well. there's a particularly enthusiastic uh member of the drama club who's trying to get one of the lead characters to join and they're always just, it's just great, good stuff, good gear.
2: You have to be careful because I could sidebar about Skip and Loafer for a good two-podcast <laughs> words. so that's another one to kick your <laughs> eye out last, for life, high school rom-coms for today
0: Only elements of. So.
2: <laughs> now,
0: we need to talk about one of the big the big ones and we, we did brush over it and only briefly mentioned it initially in the first sport episode of ours. But Gerald, why don't you talk to us about one of the seminal classics. Now, Usher to No Joe, which we did talk about the first time around is from the early from the late 60s, is like the progenitor of boxing anime, which then became one of the classic story tropes, which was then pulled upon from all sorts of different sports shows. But Hajime no Ippo mm. is a huge, huge, huge cornerstone of the Spokon sport anime genre. Joel, why don't you talk to us about Hashimoto Wipo, please?
2: Sure. And let me just say that was only recent news to me mm. because, despite being you know, a somewhat long time anime fan, every time anyone would try and recommend this anime to me, I'm like, oh, I don't like boxing. Mm. And I bring that up just because I think in terms of conceptualizing what makes a successful sports anime, one of the core things that we should put out there is it makes you give a shit about yeah. a sport that you would never imagine yourself caring about before. I know you did Haikyuu last time.
0: If you think we're not talking about Haikyuu again in this episode and half the reason I made sure we're in this episode again is to talk about Haikyuu, of course. High a- <laughs> school volleyball team. So
2: I'm on- I'm Ridiculous. on the record of saying that I get a lot of my anime recommendations from you. And so how many times do you think you had to call me to try and get to watch IQ? It was a few. I'm a busy guy. I mm-hmm. don't have time to watch an anime about a high school boy's volleyball team. I thought the same thing. What do I care about volleyball? <laughs> it turns out I care so much. And, <laughs> and and so this is what was happening with, with Ipoh. Boxing, uh, I don't know. And all I can say is by the end of my experience burning through the three seasons of this anime... Oh, man, I care so much. And uh, to the extent that, you know, another square has opened up on my YouTube page. of just like people explaining the intricacies of the sweet science of boxing. So (laughs) Hajime no Ippo, as you said, it's a real genre originator. First started as a manga in 1989, I believe. Let me consult. 1989. And it has continued to the present day. So that is a long-running manga. Long-ass time. The second longest-running Shonen Jump um, title. Wow. Um, it is written and illustrated by George Murakawa um, and was adapted into three anime series, the first of which began animation in 2000. Madhouse did that. The most recent one finished in 2014. It's gotten a big second life as a Netflix acquisition mm. where if you're looking for it, it might be listed under Fighting Spirit. So Hegemi no Ippo is about a sweet kid. Kind of a docile kid who, because of his quiet nature, is bullied at school. And one day, and this kid's so earnest, you know, he helps his mom with uh, their, their fishing business. He studies hard, but he doesn't have a lot of friends. And so one day he's coming home from school, and as per usual, a few bullies set upon him. Except this one day he gets rescued by... Uh, a mysterious stranger who puts these bullies into the dirt with this uh, this wonderful display of boxing. And when uh, Ippo wakes up, he's in this boxing gym and looking around, seeing... Uh, all of these people trying to get the most out of themselves by being the best boxer they can, he decides that he's going to be a boxer. And would you believe it when he throws his first punch into the bag? He's got some talent, all right? And uh, so the story really follows this young kid's journey to become a boxer. And it doesn't spare any detail in taking you through all of the different steps that it involves from preparing for matches having to find opponents, the, the rigors of training. And one of the really key details that we'll get to is the family dynamics that, that uh, pop up within this boxing gym. And so it really is as simple as that. And what makes a premise that simple have enough legs to begin in 1989 and to continue to this day is a few things to run through. One, um, Makanuchi Yippo is a really incredible character that he's very, very simple. He is like the perfect example of the Japanese ideal. He never, you know, taunts an opponent. He's always polite. He's not trying to be nice. He just really is nice. Mm. And in a different context, that could make for a really bland character, right? Like no faults. But in this specific context, it's such a wonderful character contradiction because what's he doing? He's getting into the ring to fight. And so you've got this contradiction where you've got, one of the greatest up-and-coming fighters in Japan, but he's also a really sweet dude. And uh, in the shonen tradition, what we're really following through this boxing is this immense struggle for him to go from quiet kid that gets bullied to a person who's confident in themselves and is, you know, passionate about achieving a goal and has a direction. All these things, um, and it's, it's it hits all those shonen beats. Of course, with, with boxing. I mean, it sounds good, right? Oh man.
0: I, I, it's, it's crazy I haven't watched it. I mean, Megalobox is, which is sort of a reboot, remake-ish kind of thing of Ashna, Ashna no Joe.
1: The other boxing one. The other
0: very famous boxing one. Was one of my favourite shows of 2018. And the remake, oh, sorry, the second season in
1: 2021?
0: No, it was last year, 2022. One of the two. Anyway, I, I forget. But the season two absolutely blew my mind. I loved Megalobox. Or Nomad was the second season. Absolutely dotted, But I've never watched Hajime no Ippo. And it's something which is, I know I'm going to love it. You can you just tick every, every box just then. And I've been knowing this for a long time, but I will get there. But God damn it. Yeah, it's... And it, the self-betterment side,
2: mm.
0: <clears throat> and not just in sport anime, spoke on, it's in all kinds. I mean, at the end of the day, shonen, battle shonens are all about self-improvement. and They do it through power-ups and through training and whatnot, which is the same sort of thing with sport. Yeah. And that's why the two genres sort of meld so seamlessly, I think. Because at the end of the day, it is that very Shinto belief of self-betterment, self-improvement, and, you know, uh, essentially cleansing yourself of your old self and building up a new. you know?
2: And if I can speak to that for a moment, what um, Ippo does better than a lot of shows I've watched, is to really take you into the minutiae of that struggle. He doesn't mm-hmm. become amazing overnight. Yeah. It really paces it well just how much effort he has to go to to be winning the first fights, much less regionals, much less, you know, whatever comes after that, versus I think a lot of modern shonen kind of accelerate way too quickly into yes. power fantasy, yeah, right? yeah. There's going to be a really big one that comes out soon. Um, solo leveling? Solo leveling, which, again, I, I like it for for various reasons, but guilty and symptomatic of that trend that we're seeing where it's just all about perfect God King does God King things. Yes. This is just like little wiener tries to do boxing <laughs> and you're just like, fight, dude, you can do it. <laughs> go, Just, to son. Keep, go. just <laughs> keep punching it, po. Maybe it'll be all right. And so every time he achieves that next level, you do feel it. Mm. do really feel it. It was reminiscent to me of Naruto in that way. Yes. Another uh, shounen that paces, I think, for the most part pretty well. 100%. 100% agreed. With
1: the boxing being a solo sport, mm. you know, I think that's interesting because a lot of the typical sport anime that I think about are haiku, they're mm. team sports. True. And it's all about, you know, the power of friendship and working in a team and finding the right people. Yes. How do you think uh, – do you think there's a real differentiation between those in sport like, and they kind of – present differently in that way, because I guess it's all about self betterment for the solo thing, but it also can be kind of like similar. And it reminds me of <laughs> blue lock <laughs>
2: where, oh, where yeah. it's like of the opposite. We're talking, we're
1: talking about a team sport, but the whole idea of blue lock is to be like, don't think of anyone else, be a narcissist, like do your own thing. And kind yeah. of, I, uh, I, I wonder how many different sets there are working with a team sport versus not.
2: What I say about that is that hundred percent and, and, there's a great balance that they hit in this show where on the one hand, it is a team sport because the, the way that this gym works together, my favorite. So now that you've got the broad strokes, mm-hmm. it's a shown in its boxing, you're going to feel some feelings as he gets better. My favorite part of it is it's a non-toxic representation of masculinity okay. that, he, that he gets put on his ass by these bullies and goes about trying to become the world's greatest boxer, but he doesn't do it for revenge. He doesn't do it because he wants to redirect the violence was put to him. He does it because he looks around at these older brother figures and sees the earnestness with which they're um, taking to this task, and he decides that that is what he's going to do as well. He's going to get the best out of himself. And there are three kind of older brother figures in the gym, and everyone is so invested in getting the best out of each other. And so his older brother character figure is a guy called Mamoru Takamura, and as much as uh, MacInuici is, you know, docile and quiet and polite, this guy is the exact opposite. You know, he's the most Naruto. He has, as I was watching it, Sam Devonport energy. Uh, and if ever you needed to uh, to see what Sam would look like if he played the older brother in a in a boxing <laughs> anime, this is it. <laughs> and so he's kind of this does that Im- make me Ippo? <laughs> 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 perhaps <laughs> that's no not read really too much <laughs> <laughs> and so it is so so beautiful the way that that team sport stuff plays but then as you say you carry the hopes of your gym into the ring mm. and then no one can help you it's all on you can you put those teachings to uh to use and i think that all good shonen use the Battle sections as character development. Yes. And this is what this does. There's this great structure where a couple of episodes will be the build up to the fight and you'll get the, the opponent's POV and it'll be all of the team stuff. But then, like, four episodes is just Ippo in the ring and all told through the action of the fight and the questions that are raised in that first part uh, are answered in whether he can or can't. And look, he doesn't always win. Mm. Another thing I love about it. Yeah, um, I love that. So, yeah, it, it has that team element, but you're right. There's this unique other thing going on too. Cool.
0: What's something else as well? And there is a, a show coming out, I think, next season at the time of recording this, 2023. I think it's the fall season. I can't remember what it's called, but it is about car racing. And again, F1, perfect mm. example of a solo sport, but entirely built on the team around you. Like, you know, there's yeah. one guy who has to go out and do it, yeah. but that team, without that team, he can't do it. She can't. Because it's not a mechanic. does not how to build a car. You know, yep. like or change the tires when you, you know what I mean. Like there's F one, which again, up until this year, has been one of the great great phenomenons of sport. Really, I mean, Drive Netflix to Survive made their own. They changed the sport game. anime,
2: yeah. except it was a documentary.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah, another. If if Brett, who was our old original host, always always like to do this, like if you like X, you should watch Y. Like if you like
2: Drive, drive to Survive. To survive
0: you can watch pretty much any of the sport anime that we're trying to give, give to you right now. Same with The Last Dance, Cheer, the uh, cheerleading documentary, as well, also on Netflix. Netflix are making a bunch mm-hmm. of yeah, real life stuff. Um, what was that South Korean one? The
1: um, Physical 100. Physical 100, yes. That was 100%. the most that is anime. anime thing I've ever seen in my yeah. entire life. Yeah. It was more anime than literal anime. I was like, <laughs> how are we here? <laughs> yeah. what is, like, What is going on? Yeah. And outrageous. I watched
0: it. Yeah, incredible. Incredible. So, we're going to keep moving on with these, but we're going to, we're obviously going to open this up to talking about, especially Gerald and I here, about why we love sport and why we love anime and how these two things can come together so well from stylistic and how they pull on the same or push on the same buttons, you know. At the time of recording this, the Women's World Cup is playing. Women's Soccer World Cup or Football World Cup, depending on, you know, everywhere else is not Australia and America. Football and Australia... Is a sport-mad country? So for those of you outside of Australia, we live for this shit, okay? Like sport is probably our number one cultural experience. In fact, there's not even a question. It absolutely 100% is. It's not even, nothing else is even fucking close. Yeah. Like we do well in film. We do, uh, not really, but we do well in music because we're great musicians, you know, it's great actors, blah, 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 People have written some cool poems and shit, but unfortunately, sport. Sport yeah. is everything to this country, right?
2: Yeah. It's the number one We have time. to have this conversation divorced from... almost divorced from nationalism because neither you or I like will get up there and wave the Australian flag. But if one has to belong to a landmass, it may as well be the one that has the most gold medals per capita. hundred percent.
0: One (laughs) hundred percent. Damn right. But it's it's the thing. It does elicit this weird thing. And again, I'm obviously a massive cricket fan. That's my like number one sport, even over AFL, which is Australian football, which is a weird sport that only Australians get into. And even then, not all of us. It's a weird thing. But cricket for me is is that thing where I like get, actually get weirdly patriotic and not into the point where I'm ever going to wave a fucking flag around. But like to the point where I'm just like, yeah, fuck you, England. You fucking jerks. I hate you guys. Like, it just gets me real upset. And the <laughs> Ashes was very intense. for me. And the fact that we drew is fucking annoying. But anyway, destroyed my sleep cycle for like a full month. Anyway, that's what sport does. Is when you care about something more than you care about yourself, it giveth and it God, it taketh. But anyway. I
1: haven't seen people be so excited for a sporting event that I have this World Cup. It's it crazy. It has been awesome. And yep. it's
0: fantastic. And also the fact that it's the women's sport. It is just, it's actually really, this is a damn good thing. Mm. Australia doing a good thing with sport. You know, sometimes, don't get me wrong, sport can get fucking toxic. There's All no right.
2: question about that. Part of the reason why I love that bit in Ippo so much. So many of the sporting contexts here and around the world get toxic.
0: Massively, massively. But at the moment, the Women's World Cup, in currently being held in australia anyway it's just a very exciting intoxicating time and a really exciting time for women's sport and charlotte will talk to that actually you know what i think we need to talk about this now i'm We're just gonna just
1: i will crap. talk about just gonna recommend a quick yeah. like before i get to one i'm actually talking about because it's completely separate from anything because anything it's a disservice to everyone uh but <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> if you like soccer Uh, there's a bunch of, I think you're going to talk about one, but there is one that I have found that is called Farewell My Dear Kramer and it is about an all-female soccer team and is based on a manga. It's actually a sequel to a manga called Sayonara Football, which was really popular, but I think that there's only been an anime adaptation of Farewell, My Dear Kramer. I'll just give you a quick synopsis for it. Sumiri and Midori are the stars of their respective middle school girls' soccer teams. As they graduate to high school, they end up joining the eclectic cast of the other new girls at Warabi in High School, with hopes of taking the school's normally poor-performing team to the top. With the help of former Nadeshiko Japan player Naoki Nomi as their new coach, they must find a way to defeat powerful new enemies ranging from other nationally ranked soccer school teams to their own school's administration. So this is going to tick every box we just talked about, right? That we've got sick. a s- poor-performing team. We've got a very talented coach who's someone famous, and we've got against all odds, you know, we're versing other schools with, like, tick, 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 tick. Uh, underdog story, all-female empowerment. By all accounts, is really wholesome anime. It's not problematic. Uh, I have heard the ad- the adaption. I haven't actually watched it. So that's full disclosure here. But I have heard that this one is maybe got a bit of pacing issues and the animation mm. isn't necessarily outstanding in it but from I've heard it's a good story and it's it basically sounds like every other sporting anime ever made but with female soccer players so I think if you're into the world cup and you're into that kind of thing it's it's great that there is an anime that literally deals with that which is cool
0: Mm. yes and something we haven't brought up which probably needs to be brought up and was in the first uh, round of this podcast but there are so many Sport, anime, and manga, it's almost unbelievable. I mean, it, there are so many. I have a second thing on Mal, which is like the top 24 baseball animes, the top 24. By the way, uh, sumo is the official sport of Japan, but baseball is their national sport. It's their number one by quite a long way. But soccer is also a big one, as it is for most countries, because it is the world's game, obviously. So I'm going to talk about a show, a show that really flew under the radar. Not Gerald and mine. Oh, no. Oh, no.
2: But those true <laughs> affinados of uh, the sports. For the true con <laughs> <sport-on laughs> fans. <laughs> we we found
0: our sports spirit anime here.
2: Everyone else was walking past the rough, but we were just there on hands we and these, straight looking for those diamonds. <laughs> crawling through it. It was incredible. So this show is
0: called Ale and It aired in spring 2022 and is made by Production IG, who are one of my favorite Anime production studios, they've done a lot of really good. They did Haikyuu, which again is, for those of you who haven't listened to this podcast before and for those of you who have, you're going to hear it again. Haikyuu is one of my top five animes of all time. It's one of my top 10 things, full stop, of all time. I fucking love Haikyu so much. And you can see the first edition there that I bought back from Japan on the desk for those of you who are watching. And I'm now going to talk about Ayoashi because my God, Not a huge soccer fan, okay? I'm getting into the Matildas, which is the Australian football team, but I'm not a huge soccer guy. This anime got me into soccer. Yeah, no, it did, didn't it? Yeah.
2: Yeah, but full disclosure, I'm just slowly accumulating all of sport. (laughs) Like on my deathbed, I'll have an opinion on Welsh darts, you know? Like (laughs) we're not stopping,
0: so. But Gerald's moved to the country like uh, a couple of years ago and it's like, bring them all in. You got some time? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I've had some time. I've had some time? (laughs) Just me and all my friends. (laughs) All the anime, all the sport, it's all yeah. happening. <laughs> okay, Ashito Aoi, okay, okay, his name is annoying. I'm going to say, I'm going to say I, but fuck, it's a difficult one. So I'm going to just call him Ashito because God, it's a hard one to pronounce. It's Aoi, but even when they pronounce it in the show, it changes, but anyway. Ashito is a super talented football player in his rural junior high school football team. He's very much the local hero and a one-man band. He's renowned for his unpredictable plays but is also incredibly self-centred as a player whose only purpose is scoring goals. Now, during a vital inter-school preliminary tournament, Charlotte, Ashito loses his cool after an opposition player says something derogatory about his mum, causing him to be red-carded. His team is then quickly dispatched because he's literally the only thing that's good about it. As he feels like all is lost, Ashito is approached by a youth team coach called Tatsuya Fukuda, who sees great potential in Ashito Faguda invites him to try out for the junior side of Tokyo City, Esperion. Ashida's mother and brother then pull their money together to get him there, and he finds himself in the big city surrounded by extraordinary talent and the opportunity to prove himself and change his life by chasing his dream that only recently seemed entirely out of reach. Now, the thing about this one, now we Charlotte mentioned Blue Lock before, and for those of you who listen to the podcast, we've talked about Blue Lock a lot when it was airing because it's Fucking awesome. But Blue Lock is ludicrous. It is like the perfect example of what we we're talking about before with like in battle anime meets Lord of the show. Flies with soccer. Lord of the Flies with soccer. It's literally what it is. It's a fucking lunatic show and I love every second of it. It's why I watch anime hook it to my veins. But Ayo Ashi is actually quite a, a slow burny, intricate look at soccer. I actually learned a lot about soccer watching this show. And again, I I mean, maybe someone who knows about soccer is like, that's fucking basic, but like I knew fuck all and actually learned an awful, awful lot. And it's a really great character study because Ashito is a great character because again, there's tropes all over this damn thing. If if you think there aren't going to be tropes in all of these, you're looking in the wrong place. Why are you watching anime? It's the tropiest thing ever. But they've nailed these tropes in respect to Ashito is the sort of like, he's a bit of a, Bit of a like loose cannon. He's kind of just like, let me score goals. I'm all about scoring goals. But there is a plot twist that comes in the midpoint of season one, which I won't spoil, but it does really shift the tone of the show. And again, as we mentioned before, the thing about these sports shows is that they really make you care about things that don't really matter, but somehow do so, so much. And this show does that beautifully also, the relationship he has with his brother and his mother is quite beautiful. I think the fact that there's a, I think the second or third episode, basically his mother and him really struggle to t- communicate. And she's a really hard worker. She's a bartender. She's like working late nights, trying to make ends meet. They live in this really, really, really rural part of Japan. And basically when it's time to say goodbye, all of his friends take him to the 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 you know, to the train station and she's not there. And he's really, he's like, fuck, okay, whatever. And then he has a note from her though. And then he reads this note and it's really incredibly moving. He reads one of the most beautiful notes. And again, it's like those who can't speak to people, but then go and explain themselves really eloquently and beautifully when they don't normally do so in a letter. And it's a stunning moment where at the end of the episode, he's just sitting on the train, bawling his eyes out from this beautiful note from his mother, because it was really hard for him to go there. Like they were really struggling to get him there. Right. And then he just has this look of steely determination being like, fucking hell. I'm doing this, and you're just like, fuck
2: yeah, 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 fuck
0: yeah, you know, like it's it's a great moment of storytelling. I think it's fantastic.
2: Him being a fish out of water really helps because the other part of it is like all the other players are kind of from Tokyo, and he's the bumpkin from the from the coast. Yes, and yeah, it's just a really great dissection and dramatization of what would life be like in uh, a boy's. Um, development soccer club for a Mm. professional team. Mm. And so, as you said before, if the narrative has to say sorry Ashito, you're not as good as you think, it just goes through in granular detail and and just rips apart his game to the point that like seven episodes in, you're like, your positioning is terrible. You know, like
0: (laughs) what were you thinking? You know? Yeah, the fact that some of the players are like, (sighs) what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like you have no idea how to play this game. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, because he's just like, with his skill set, he's a Great skill. He's, and his great skill becomes apparent to him. Now, Fukuda sees the skill in him much earlier than he does, which is why he brings him to Tokyo. But again, that's a fascinating journey as well. Someone being so like underdeveloped, being developed by someone who is so far advanced, being like, well, you don't even know what you're capable of, but I do and I'll get you there, but it's going to be a painful fucking process, you know? Yeah. So again, these sorts of things are really fascinating. That's why sport is so interesting.
2: Well, let's, let's maybe dig into that because, yeah, one of the reasons I really enjoy sport is, A, it's beautiful. Yes. I will go to and watch sport for the same reason that people go and see the ballet. Mm -hmm. Watching LeBron James dunk a basketball is transcendental. You don't have to watch a whole game, Charlie. Just YouTube LeBron James taking a pass from Dwayne Wade and putting it in the cup. Uh, and that's everything. That's, the human, bo- that's yeah. the human body in motion. Yeah. And I think this anime does a really good job specifically because soccer is one of the only sports that takes something away from you. You don't get a racket. Mm-hmm. You don't get this or that. They take away the use of your hands. And, and I think they do a really good job animating that yes, beauty. Yes. But the other part of it is just that, yeah, it's not... There's a stereotype that sports for dum-dums, man, to be a professional sports person, the amount of just positioning and essentially math you have to keep in your mind is incredible. And this anime goes into detail with that. Big time, Um, big time.
1: And that's the way I think when I think of really successful sport animes, how they – have the luxury using the anime kind of, um, you know, narrative structure and the storytelling techniques of being able to like represent it in, you know, it'll suddenly make a grid and you can, like you can really go into that in detail. Mm. So you learn kind of, and it seems silly, but actually it is kind of making a point. And, uh, there's a bunch of, and like, as Sam said, there is every single sport you could possibly imagine. And then some, and then some, like I, even in this time I'm thinking about sport animators I've liked and one has been Yuri on ice sport anime. About ice skaters. Because yep. you know? ice skating is an, is a sport that I really appreciate and I watch every year, at the every four years at the, at the winter, winter Olympics, Olympics yeah. at the Ice Olympics. Um, <laughs> the that's, ice what's Olympics. <laughs> that's what it's called. That's what it's called. The ice skaters. But I'm always like, I feel like ice skaters are the least appreciated in terms of skill set. Surely that's the hardest one to do. It's also because we're from Australia and we just don't understand winter. Yeah, but you look at, you know, two people – Dance. I think I've talked about this on this podcast. I'm no. weirdly passionate about it. But I'm like, you think about having to do a choreographed dance with someone on blades, on ice, whilst, like, being able to perform, be flexible, That's be nice. strong. Those people are crazy. They're yeah. so talented. Yeah,
2: the ballet dancers on knives. <laughs> the talent. And yet 95% of the people watching it are just, like, stack it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stack it. Now, some of the shit they do is actually cooked. Like yeah. you watch oh, it and you're incredible. like, that is actually the most cooked thing I've ever seen a human being do. What the fuck? Like the gymnasts, on- the dancers, the performers, they're- oh, it's, it's wild. And I've it's talked wild. about
1: your Own ice before, but I highly recommend it. It is a great show. if you haven't watched it, you absolutely should watch yeah. it. It's also you a Yaoi like-
2: piece, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's great. It comes in like a lion. Shogi sports anime. Good. Oh yeah, that's great.
1: Well, Chia. I was actually looking up Chia Yafuru, which is um, about a girl who plays Karuta, which is an ancient uh, like game, card game in Japan where they have these like traditional poems that play, and basically you have your cards down and. Their turn, so you have to memorise the way the poems are and then they'll start playing recording and you have to flip your card first and have the right ones. So it's memory and reflex. And it's the, like, you know, a game I've never heard of a sport. I've literally never heard of, of in not. my life. Sounds complete. But I like by the end of that first season, my God, I was so invested. I thought it was like, it's amazing. I was like, oh, no! yeah, it, it's so good because it's about, you know, a young girl playing a game, a, a sport that is, again, it's like the double whammy of like oh, not man. only is there no school club, it's like no one plays this anymore. Yeah, like it is yeah. completely... Like old school so yeah, that that's also a good one. Manhouse yes. isn't it yeah. Yeah, it's
2: gorgeous. Mm. Do you think that a lot of the one of the ways that we can explain just the sheer volume of sports anime coming out of Japan is the emphasis placed on sports in the in the japanese culture and specifically high school sports yeah because doing some research for this i saw that the baseball tournament summer kaisen is the like the the highest rated thing in japan every year yeah and the much in the same way american college sports is a thing it just seems (laughs) to capture the whole country
0: it does it's something that australia doesn't have you know i mean we, we are sport crazy but like outside of the, the AFL draft, which has a very different system, like the, the actual school, like in America, the college thing and the school thing is like, you know, ah, yeah, back in my school days and I, I played in that school in Japan. In Haikyuu, there is that very strange quote, which I still, I love and hate, don't quite understand, is we don't need the memories of mm. <laughs> that school's um, slogan they have. And I'm like, I think that's profound. Like
1: <laughs> <It's> oh, <so laughs> the memories are all yeah, yeah. but, but yeah. Aren't the
0: memories—what you do this for? Anyway, I don't know what that means, but it always sits with me.
1: So I think, and it's yeah, oh, as it's you cool. said, like Friday Night Lights captures that as well. Mm. Those kind one of, one of, of shows does, yeah. where you kind of and cheer as well, because that Massively. is uh, the, the highest you can go in a cheerleading contest is college. Yep. It doesn't exist. It actually doesn't exist. And they make no money off it. It's like, and we're done. And sorry, you trained your entire life doing something incredibly dangerous. And And, breaking your body. Yeah. And now you're done. Get out of here.
0: It's wild. It's wild. But again, it's well, it's time for a philosophy quote about sport because this is now coming at the perfect time. So, this is from The Appreciation of Sport How the Seemingly Trivial Becomes Essential by Jack Bowen at the Menlo School. Sport is considered by some as trivial. Athletes spending countless hours honing a skill which only has value in the institution of that particular sport. Throwing a ball through a circle, in the case of basketball, for example. Though, it is actually because of this that sport and the athletes who play it are worthy of our appreciation. Throughout human history, and until recently, we have needed to hunt for our own food, fight in various wars and battles, and yet, at a time of great peace and abundance, sport now fills that niche for many of us. Sport provides a venue in which we can show appreciation on various levels, regarding physical accomplishments, moral achievement, and... From there, an appreciation of our own good fortune to even be able to appreciate, which has its own benefits. In doing this, it turns out we may actually need certain mantras in place, often dismissed by those who love sports, such as winning is everything, and that sport is a matter of life and death, and other such hyperbole. In addition, we may need to continue the narrative of athletes as making sacrifices, etc., despite the fact that such assertions fall flat outside of the sports context. In a sense, we're asking of ourselves and those who participate to maintain a sense of dissonance in order that our appreciation rings true with what we would otherwise rightly celebrate and hold dear. I think that's pretty fucking profound and it makes a lot of sense as to why sport is so important because it is even the act of appreciation is something which I think is undervalued. There's another quote in here about that more essentially, but I won't won't read the whole thing. But to just appreciate something Mm. is something which I think is something that should be valued more. And sport enables you to do that in spades.
2: Certainly I think it explains why so many of the key characters in sports anime are the supporters and the people that are watching. Yes. And that one of the ways in which this narrative has to be told is, is through the outside as well, you know hundred percent, a hundred percent.
0: In fact, you almost can't sport to no audience is in many ways pointless. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's not because of course you've got your own battle to, to fight and whatever, but like the audience brings it up to a whole new level because other people are hitching their own wagon to you, right? And their own sense of achievement and admiration. Mm. And I think it's really, really interesting. So I guess you can do it in, in singular sports, team sports, and yeah, the act of watching, like in Haikyuu, you follow the guys, like the, oh, again, the, ex, the ex-students, ex the guys have been there themselves, they've been there, they've done that, they didn't have the success that this team's having, but they are there and they are just living for it. And again, it is that sentimental place of going back to a time when you had the chance to just dedicate yourself to something which you can no longer do in your adult life when real life, paying a mortgage, and having a fucking job and doing all this bullshit, you can't just be like, oh, I just want to go... I'm like going to practice my spike. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> like You do, you don't have the time to do it. You don't have the back for that anymore. The no back, the knees Come are gone.
0: On. Like, you know what I mean? But I just think that little place in time, because again, we spoke about in our last episode, or well, two episodes ago, nostalgia, and how important that is in anime and how important that is in storytelling in general. And it's, I think it's important to humanity full stop because storytelling is what we do ourselves all the time we only communicate really through storytelling and nostalgia is an important integral factor in that
2: i feel like i feel like we're meant to be talking about sport and anime but like ooh, we've been let off the leash and now <laughs> we're just running <laughs> running wild charlie you better bring us back bring us uh, back
0: bring us a, give us an anime before i get too up my own ass about oh, sport
1: <laughs> okay well if you want to be brought back to reality then this is the wrong Anime for me to be talking about. So Are you I taking was, us to
2: outer space again. I really?
1: was going to talk about. I had I had two. You know, I've been weighing up, and one I have spoken about many times before on the podcast. And there's a different type of genre. The sports anime, if you have everything you could ever imagine. There's like kind of real realistic about anime sense, and you've got your insane ones like Blue Lock, and then you have your even more insane ones that like take a sport and just do something very bizarre with it. So, skate the infinity is a one that, <laughs> that pops into my head, which was um, my favorite sleeper hit of like what twenty twenty I think when it came 2020,
0: out. Twenty
1: twenty, the best um, show
0: of twenty twenty. It
1: was genuinely, it was so freaking good. great. So Tricked me. I loved it, and <laughs> I will give a quick synopsis. So but I'm actually not gonna. You seen
2: it right? I've seen some of it. What, Gerald? Uh, I, I don't ish. want to do right. I just want to say it's tricky because it sets itself up like IQ. It's like here are some boys and they love to skateboard and look at the coast and then it just goes and we're just turning the volume up on the weird. And I'm still just recovering from the whiplash of that. But Let's You're see. about to sell me that I need to go back. Well,
1: see, when I watch anime, sometimes I'm like, go on, do it. I dare <laughs> you. I bloody dare you. And Skate the Infinity went... All right, and it really <laughs> met my, uh, you know, it really doubled down on the insanity. So the synopsis is this: quickly, in Okinawa, a group of hardcore skaters participate in a secret, no holds barred competition after midnight, known as S, as in the letter S, racing each other on skateboards down a winding road carved out of an abandoned mine, and occasionally forming rivalries, also known as beefs, with each other. Riki, a high school sophomore and hardcore skater, takes new transfer student Lange... To S one night and ends up, Langer, sorry, to S one night and ends up pulling him into the world of skateboarding. So that's like a very vague synopsis. What actually happens here is that <laughs> it's not just like people doing some speed skating down a, you know, it's, taking anime to the wild wonderful thing where you know there's someone with like a tech board there's someone that can skate backwards there's like insane things that are happening they're all crazy well you can skate backwards anyway so that wasn't that weird but like uphill there's a matador of love who's just like billionaire man who sponsors airs like for some reason there's so much money (laughs) yeah there's so much money thrown into this underground skating like and also i'm like why are these High school is involved with these full adults. It doesn't uh, adult. matter! Um, <laughs> and the whole premise is that Langer is uh, used to snowboard. Yes, and- Canadian. He's Canadian and then it turns out that he just naturally can skateboard because I think they're probably really similar and there's not at all any differences. None. And I think if you can do one, you can do another. Zero. But anyway, that show is ridiculous. (laughs) But I love it so And it's it's heightened. On the
2: scale of like grounded to heightened, it's like an 11. It's an 11,
0: yeah. yeah. But this is what anime does. Sometimes some anime bullshits exactly what you need. Sometimes it's the last thing you need. (laughs) Often the case, it's the last thing you need.
1: And you know what you're getting into when you look at the haircuts of every (laughs) single character and you're like, oh, I don't know. You're like, wow, are they all the protagonists? No, no. Like, no. But it just gets more and more. There's just no side characters here, really. And if you're a side character, you're like maybe a weird catch boy. Or like, I don't it's, know, like just it's, fucking it's weird. It's
0: ludicrous. I love it so. It's, it's good. It Season two ludicrous.
1: is going to come out at some point. Apparently, they've been teasing us for months, and that upsets me greatly. Uh, me too. It and was Studio Bones that animated it. Bones. Honestly, yeah. it's wonderfully animated. Great, it's actually a really good anime. No, I'm like, sorry, we're, we're I Lo- won't
0: stand for the slander
2: of Skate the Infinity. It's, but you just have to know what you're getting. I wanted into. regionals, and instead got the Matador of Love. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Ah, sometimes is
2: what you need. In
1: my research. For this episode, I then went, you know what? I really would love to talk about a female-led anime. And there's a lot out there. There's heaps. There's one about a group of housewives after baseball was introduced to Japan who decided to make their own league. That sounds sort of like a league of their own, but anime.
2: Exactly.
1: Um, didn't watch that one that actually probably would have been pretty good. And I was like, no, I need something like Skate the Infinity. I need I need my wacky anime twist because I knew you guys would be doing the earnest ones about boxing and stuff, you know, like and which is completely fair. That's valid, and I don't mean to devalue that, but I sometimes just want the Matador of Love. Um, So I found this show, and also just let it be known that there's a lot of problematic uh, female-led sports anime that is all fan servicey. There's one about wrestling with butts off a platform that the girls compete in bathing suits and try and knock each other off with their bums.
0: See, that's when anime bullshit is when you don't
2: need. And I was just like,
1: (laughs) okay, I hate that. So I'm obviously not watching that. Awful. Um, This show, honestly, it is problematic, but I just went, all right. Uh, So this is a golf anime, actually, and it is called Birdie Wing Golf Girl Story. And I'll give you, like I'm just going to talk through the opening sequence, but I will talk just like, I'm just going to give a vague synopsis right now. In the European state of nefris which i guess is just france Ooh, uh it's a dangerous yeah. sign that they have to create a whole new world for <laughs> yeah, it, yeah 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 <laughs> a girl named eve uses her crude yet effective golfing style to act as a ringer and take money from various challenges in unsanctioned golf games <laughs> hoping to earn enough to secure a future for her adopted family and their bar okay so that is <laughs> basically the way that this show opens is you have a golfing competition like a you know fully televised like a like a you know touring like a really professional one and there's this like famous star you know and they're kind of like oh is she making a comeback like she was injured and yada yada and she golfs like she does an okay job she does all right and you're like oh what is this show is it just a golfing anime and then the girl walks a couple of steps and then she mission impossible style rips her entire face off and it turns out this it's like eve in disguise and she's taking the money to pretend to be the retired golfer who's actually injured. So you get this, like, but honestly, it's a Mission Impossible full Hell face yeah, rip dude. off. And I'm like, wow, that was a good mask. Tom How does she is get-
2: making some calls. He's not going to take that. Me, <laughs> he so. won't. He was yeah, like, he
1: absolutely won't. not. Um, so you start there and you're like, surely it can't be more bizarre than that. No, no, no. It then gets more insane. <laughs> Basically, these unsanctioned golf games are like, from what I can gather, they just meet secretly on a golf course at night and bet large amounts of money that they can't hit the into the hole like in one hit through like weird obstacles so this yeah. one there's like a train that goes through but she's like gruff and she only ever plays with three i don't know golf so i was like i guess is everyone's like she's only got three clubs like, i guess that's not because she's cool. got no money so they were like only three clubs like you must be a joke anyway she does like crazy shit where she like hits the ball with such brute force at one point it goes through a tree and just smashes it in half and they're like what's she gonna get around the tree and it just smashes it in half and i'm like absolutely eve go off all right, all right, all right. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I guess that then it's some weird thing where she makes less money because she bets with them. But anyway, um, it turns you out. you seem to
2: employ like a mafia angle
1: here? There, there is. There's mafia about to happen. That's um, excellent. So anyway, that's I was like, whatever. Uh, this is the rest of the synopsis. However, one day after beating another challenger, Eve meets with a Japanese golfing prodigy, and her name is also AOI, so Aoi, um, who manages to defeat her in a one-hole match. After suffering that defeat, Eve becomes obsessed with her newfound purpose of challenging Aoi to a full 18-hole match and beating her, oh, while yes. Aoi finds herself infatuated with Eve's attitude and determination. However, Eve is forced to battle through various challenges thrown in front of her by the Nefris Mafia, while Aoi's mother and her personal assistant try to get her to focus on her budding golf career. So for some reason, the Mafia are entrenched with golf, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't understand why, and it's okay. not explained. You find these shows. I loved it. Okay, so this is okay. I'm not gonna lie, it was a good first episode.
2: It sounds. I like went. It. I love this show. A short on action by the sound. Um, short on stuff.
1: So Bandai animated. Oh, Bandai, it. really? It hugely successful anime. It's had two seasons. Our first season aired in 2022, and the second season aired in 2023. This year? Yeah. Uh, really? Uh huh. Just finished airing. This show also has a Yuri kind of. Thing to it yeah and from uh, what, what i mean yuri is know. girl on girl girl on girl is <laughs> 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 oh, <sorry. laughs> yuri is um girl love basically so yes. it's like a lesbian um sapphic sort of tone to it i look when i say it's problematic it's just a ridiculous show It's a couple of fan servicey moments uh of the main character eve nothing too intense i think they're in high school though because i know i read ahead and I know that they end up at some elite school for golfers, so this is ticking every box. Of you know, it's they like, do. oh, and now we're going to an elite all girls school for golfing. I was like, I don't think that exists, but sure, <laughs> like let's let's do that. Like the <laughs> whole school, <laughs> and it's like everyone is these young women are passionate about golf. Well, that's cool. So I love this show, but I love shows like this that really just take it and run. Uh, this could be the most problematic show of all time. I'm sorry if it is. And you watch it, <laughs> but honestly, give me a mafia subplot to a. I don't even know to anything, particularly golfing. And yeah, uh, I mean, um, what else? What I'm gonna watch you it. Need. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> sounds interesting. I'll take <laughs> this <do>? recommendation, <laughs> but it
2: does like so- sound like someone walked into an office. To pitch a show about golf, and the guy all oh, girl girls just like, "Oh, golf's a bit boring. Can you spice it up? <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> Can I?" <laughs> so there's this mafia, see?
1: Yeah, an impossible
2: angle. <laughs> so you know mini golf. I'm thinking. <laughs> there and there's just, trains. It honestly
1: read like a spy. Yeah, like it. It was so action packed. That is um, funny as fuck. So yeah, birdie wing, golf girl story.
0: Birdie wing golf girl
1: story. <laughs> yeah. But it reminded yeah. me of Skate the Infinity with also there was like a, a queer romance in that as well. Very yep. heavily alluded mm-hmm. to just taking taking a sport and just doing whatever you want with it. And I, I think that if there's any genre that can get away with that, it is anime. 100%. And I say, go forth. Go Birdie wing, Kings. love it. Love this show. <laughs> so yeah. Gonna gonna give that one a go. <laughs> <That was good>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really great <laughs> soundtrack and a great OP as well. So there you go.
2: Okay. To, um, to draw a line between taking a sport and doing uh, what you want with it and just to circle back around to blue life. Of course. And then to connect to real life, there was this great life imitating art, art imitating life thing at the most recent men's World Cup mm. where Japan, the men's team were kind of batting above expectation and there was a couple of huge moments and huge goals where the the blue lock energy from the community was finding itself into real sport and i think the artist like helped design yeah, their, their he uniforms the jerseys, yeah. And absolutely so that was did. a great link between uh sports anime and actual sports absolutely
0: well, speaking of links between those we really would be remiss not to talk about slam dunk now mm. haven't watched too much, I've watched about the first 10 episodes in preparation of this episode and uh we are about to go see the film. time this episode comes out, it'll probably already be out. But very fortunately, we've been, uh, we're able to go and watch the new Slam Dunk film, which is really, really exciting.
1: Which is being by new company, Sugoi, who is their first distribution is Slam Dunk. And apparently, by all accounts, this movie goes off it's meant to be, it's meant to be rave reviews slaps
0: from all accounts but
1: it's a real slam dunk
0: oh, oh. they had you couldn't help it could you but
2: can't keep you on the bench <laughs>
0: <laughs> but slam dunk look basically you know if you want to talk about kuroko no basket which is another ridiculous uh, kind of semi um, my
1: favorite show yeah of all time. <laughs> so
0: quickly, these cups you might see. Uh, Lewis Fortunato- Have we talked
1: about this before? No, we
0: haven't. So Lo- Lewis, who came on this show, uh, did the Samurai episode. He very kindly made us some mugs, right? Now mine's obviously Legends of the Heroes, of course, Undisputed King. For those of you who don't know, I crown things Undisputed King because I'm a fucking ludicrous person. And Legends of the Galactic Heroes, one of my favorite shows of all time. Now, for those of you who have watched and listened to this podcast, you know that Charlotte's favorite or one of her very favorites is of course, Fruits Birdie Wing. Is I thought it really <laughs> mean, obviously, is of course Fruits Basket. But if you want to hold up that cup, and for those of you who are only listening, I know you can't
1: see it in It, look, it? it has you the word basket
0: it. in it. And I remember when I get, when he's like, I got this for Charlotte, and he gave it to me, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And <laughs> it was instead of Fruits Basket croco
2: <laughs>
1: no basket and what is can you read out the quote please yeah there's like a quote it's like winning is everything the victors write history i was like okay and it's like the only ones who are allowed to look me in the eye as i speak are those that serve me <laughs> and they're like yeah just like okay cool i guess, i mean
2: <laughs> the quote could also play in fruit in basket, fruit basket. <laughs> in this
1: world winning is everything i <laughs> <laughs> <And> like just <laughs> I, yeah it's close enough um, but I just love it. Now it's, now I guess Kurokino Basket is my favourite anime. Yeah. I mean, so Kurokino sure. Basket is is actually in between the insane and the like, you know, yes, the, like there's bits yes. where he's, he's meant to be like sneaky and he like goes and, <laughs> Like it's like, it kind of is a bit on the birdie wing, skate the infinity. Yeah. It's on edge. the Like it's it's really straddling that I line. I fell out of it
2: for that reason. Yeah, me too. Like I'm uh, kind of a real Basket grounded too. sports anime guy, you know. Yeah. Don't want too much pepper well, on Well, it's like, if you're going to yeah. do it, go
1: all the way. Do yeah. a birdie wing. You know, yeah, don't, yeah,
0: yeah. don't- Do a Skate the Infinity, do yeah. a Blue Lock. It's like, it yeah. kind of lives in this weird space between like Ayo Ashi and Blue Lock. It's it's weird. But the progenitor of that is of course Slam Dunk. Now Slam Dunk is very much, and you can really see, this one is it's huge. 1994, this came out. But just to give you an, exa- uh, an idea of just how much of an influence this show has had, it has sold 170 million copies or they're at least in circulation at the moment. It's the seventh best-selling manga series in history. And yeah, so in 1994, it received the manga award for the shonen category. But in 2010, Inoue, who is the manga car who also did Vagabond, which Gerald is a huge fan of, and Mm -hmm. I'm currently reading, and it's absolutely extraordinary. So Inoue received special commendations from the Japan Basketball Association for helping popularize basketball in Japan. Quite literally, like, it was as if, the NBL in Australia, well, the NBA was like, this artist literally helped make this sport popular in this country by making his art. That's what that award was given to him for, mm. right? <laughs> Crazy stuff. And you can see, again, it's it's a very much a, a real life. It's much more real life, uh, you know, realism type show. Basically, yeah. guy, the lead character is very much a kind of delinquent figure, incredibly athletic, but has no idea how to play basketball. Falls in love with this girl. And wants to impress her. Her brother is the head of the basketball team. She's obsessed with the new genius. Again, you see all these tropes: the new sort of genius basketball player who's in the same year as as the, as the league character. And then basically, he tries to like impress her by joining the basketball team. He lacks all the skills, but has the physical attributes. And then hilarity ensues. So we'll go from there. But look, I've watched the first ten episodes, and it is it is dated, heavily, heavily dated. I think reading the manga would be the way to go. I, again, like I haven't actually read the manga yet, but I really enjoyed the first 10 episodes. There are some pacing issues and some problems, but from what I've, again, it's the seventh best selling manga of all time. It's an absolute classic. I will read it because Inoue is such an extraordinary artist. I mean, Vagabond's one of the most beautiful mm. artistic works I've ever seen. And yeah, from all accounts, Slam Dunk, absolutely extraordinary. But again, couldn't mention spoke On without mentioning Slam Dunk. It's that much of a cornerstone of the genre and yeah but basically anyone else got anything else they want to add about spoke on about sport anime about anything else obviously we haven't talked as much about haiku as i'd like but we've talked about it a lot in the past so we'll probably let that slide but my god if you take nothing else out of this watch haiku for the love of god <laughs> <laughs> and all these other shows but jerry what are your thoughts anything to add to finish off this
2: uh, episode just to just to do the final sell on how uh, I mean, sport and anime, and especially in the um, the West, like the imagining of the anime fan, like is slightly different from the, the the sports fan. But sport as a vehicle for narrative is just almost unmatched. And you know, I follow sport essentially because it's just reality TV. Yes. You know, it's just the many different teams that are going through their different struggles and the Japanese anime industry have been so potent at mining what makes following a sports team great in real life and even better because it's made up and it's stories and dramatised and Mm it's great. Um, So if you haven't given it a shot, it's a very deep well and uh, jump right in. Absolutely. Um, Were
1: you ever into wrestling? Uh, No. Because that's an even more of a, I reckon, like as in WWE is in that kind of like that world of wrestling is even more of a, another step towards anime vibes of like that is soap opera. That hundred percent. hundred percent. I was
0: a huge wrestling fan as a teenager. And yeah, of course, what are the two other major wrestling places outside of America? Mexico and Japan. Yeah. There's a reason for that. You know,
2: I will say that in September, I'm going to, or rather early October, going to be in Japan and going to be in Fukuoka. And I'm going to see a baseball game. Uh, So I'll be able to report back on the, the spirit in, yes, in the spirit. real life. Absolutely. I am
1: also going to be in Fukuoka in early October, so Uh-oh. maybe I'll see you at a baseball yeah, game. Yeah. Maybe I'll become a baseball gal. <laughs> Actually, I've got a friend shout out to Kieran, who's going to be a guest and who's at Fukuoka right now for the sports, uh, the swimming. Yes, show, uh, yes world. He is. And and um, I find that interesting because whenever I think of swimming, I think of free.
0: Another seminal sports show, which is in- a
1: sports show. Which they come to Australia, and I've never been, and I talk about this all the time. And it's still my favorite thing to see Central Station animated in anime. It looks so pretty, bad. beautiful, it's pretty
2: crazy, isn't it? It's yeah. so cool. Actually, let me finish on one more one more sports yarn. So connected to the baseball game in Fukuoka, <clears throat> there's a Japanese pitcher called Kodai Senga, mm-hmm. and the, talk about a real life story that's essentially just a shonen who played for the Fukuoka team, but he got drafted as kind of like the last pick. And in the Japan sporting system, you know, you've got your top tier guys, your elites, and then you're like workhorses. And if you're in that bottom rung, you just kind of have to carry the cones and just run around like a dunce and you're not really taken seriously. And so to, to, to make it from there is to climb all the way from the, t- from the concrete to the top. Yeah. And so the way that this guy did it is that Kodai Senga created a pitch that the world had never seen before it's called the ghost fork you have to like hold the baseball like weirdly in your in your hands and it comes out of the hand like a fastball and just dies and so this guy after rising to the top of the japanese baseball league which is unlikely in and into itself got drafted uh to major league baseball it's his first season with the new york mets killing it made an all-star and you go and uh Google clips of uh, Senga Sanger on the Mound, it's a thing of beauty, you know? And so it's the wild. Japanese don't have to look far for their great sporting stories. Literally. Um, that
0: is a literal sport
2: spoke on. This
1: man has anime. lived
0: the shonen.
2: Yeah. Yes. He's
1: also tearing up thinking about it, you know. <laughs> thinking about that <laughs> entire episode.
2: Yeah. That's like five series right there. Don't get me started on Shohei Otani, who, ah. yeah, anyway. yeah, There's a lot.
1: Um, I just want to talk about quickly. Birdie Wing also has a video game that has been released. And I just really hope that it's like the Simpsons (laughs) golf. What what is it again? Will you commit
2: right now to playing it for the content? Absolutely. But what's the Simpsons one Uh,
1: where it's like you have selected? uh, No. Lee Carmelo's Carmelos, putting challenge. Yeah, I really hope that birdie wig is like that. (laughs) You have selected.
0: (laughs) Select a putter. You have selected one wood. (laughs) Might I suggest feather touch? You have selected. Power drive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that is the plot of Birdie Wing. She would just select Power Drive the whole time. (laughs) Uh, So there you go. Crossover. Got the Simpsons in. Finally. We got it. We got to do it all all Um, the time. But no, look. I want to ask a quick question, though. I want to ask you if you could belong to any sports group or any um, sports, in particular, like any in anime, fictitious, um, any kind of sports club or any club in general, what would you pick for yourself? Karasino
0: Crows. Come on. Obviously.
1: Okay. And what position would you play?
0: Ace. <laughs> mm. Okay. Got the height, you know.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go with the. Is it called the body improvement or the self improvement <laughs> <vibe> from, <laughs> from, from my Psycho? Uh, uh, just uh, seems uh, like a good uh, uh, vibe. They seem the positive best vibes,
2: dude. <laughs> They have the. They're bringing the vibes. Yeah, man. that's true. I'll probably
1: learn a thing or two there. I reckon,
2: <laughs> Jerry. Uh, look, I'll just have to join the uh, she gang because oh, really? I'm certainly not getting Experian. in the boxing ring. <laughs> that's, not, uh, <laughs> that's not what all this was built for. <laughs>
0: outstanding, outstanding. Well, thank you so much for joining us on our Sport 2.0 episode. So much fun. Gerald and I got to talk about the things we love. Charlotte got to talk about some crazy shit and that is fantastic. We love this. Again, it's a good example of just how broad this genre and medium is. There's so much there. And again, as you sort of touched on a bit before, there, like, you don't have to be a sport fan to enjoy SpokeCon or sport anime. You just don't need to be at all. Sure, it helps. But like you can just find it, it ticks all the narrative boxes you need without having to be some kind of like lifelong sport fan. So I think that's really cool. You know.
2: You know, it's like, oh, we get it. It's like, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen.
0: It's awesome. It's so much fun. And again, you know, without diverting this off to something while I'm trying to wrap up, like. Again, something we have talked about before is that why do we not see anywhere near as many serialized American sport shows as anywhere near compared to what we do in anime, right? Like tons of sport movies. Obviously, you got your Mighty Ducks, you've got Major League, you've got all these incredible sport films, but we do not see outside of Friday Night Lights. And of course, more recently, Ted Lasso, which is a big one, which has kind of come out of or really, did he come out of nowhere during COVID, right? I mean, I would argue that the first season is the only good season that show, and the last two fucking stink. But that's a conversation for another time. But
1: it's often like a subplot. You know, I'm thinking of like One Tree Hill, where he, yeah, he <laughs> plays football basketball. for a bit or basketball. basketball. Yeah. Yes, how dare you? Yes. Oh, <laughs> Chad hey. Michael
0: Murray. What the fuck happened to him?
1: Lucas is a basketball player. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think um, yeah, it's always a subplot, but it's never really the main. Although there is a couple of like. There was a bit of a trend briefly. There's like a roller derby one. There was like a yeah. gymnastics one. There was a couple of, yeah, a couple but, of come out. But, but there tea, are lots
0: like, and lots and lots of sport documentary serialized dramas like Cheer, Drive to Survive, Body 100 or whatever it is. Physical 100. Um, Physical 100. I
1: call that a documentary as much as a reality TV reality show TV, competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the
0: documentary style or the, or, the, or the sort of reality TV style, right? But like actual serialized fictional sports show. I mean, Front and Night Lights is obviously the best example of it just don't see that many but in anime there are just so many examples and we did we did explore this topic a bit more in the first episode you can go back and listen to that episode five of our podcast from way back in the day but anyway we'll leave that one up to you tell us why tell us why you think there aren't enough american shows that do this and why anime does a special tell us your favorite shows someone did hit us up last time about an archery show which i can't remember the name of and i'll dive back into our instagram messages but Please hit us up on the social media. Tell us what shows we're missing, what weird sports anime are there that you've watched that we haven't. Again, got to check out that archery show. That was a really, really good recommendation.
1: Because, again, everything you could imagine. There's so many cycling shows. Yeah, Prince of Tennis. I wish I'd watched Prince of Tennis. That's an iconic one. Initial D. Always been on my list. Initial dates. Absolutely. D- are yeah.
0: racing. Yeah, you know, like there's just so, so many. And tell us your favorites. And of course, hit us up on all of our social media. You can find us on www.gatewaytoanime.com. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, which you're hopefully watching us on. Of course, wherever you find your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, wherever else you might find. Pocket Cast is pretty cool too. But of course, if you really like what we're doing, you can find us on patreon www.patreon.com forward slash gateway to anime really small little operation so every little bit helps if you want to buy a t-shirt you can do that as well you can find that on our website or through our instagram store or through our patreon so honestly thank you so much gerald it is always an absolute pleasure to have you in man you are our number one returning guest i think this is your sixth episode with us which is really exciting and always a pleasure to prick your brain, mate. Uh, love you having me. you on. Next that time, was so much fun. Skip
1: and Loafer, three-part series with Gerald and Charlie. We've <laughs> uh, got a deep
0: dive. <laughs> got a deep, dive. <laughs> got a deep dive. Honestly, thank you all so much. And we'll catch you all next time. Have a good one. Bye.